0: You to... are... He pulled a real stand on me, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to plan another podcast behind my back no. and saying you have shit you have to do I know you don't have to do.
1: <laughs> I provided you three chilled bottles of water and some white chicken chili in two hours. <laughs> Sounds wonderful.
0: No, I don't think Brent's ever pulled a stand on me. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, he, he's a pretty upfront guy, pretty yeah. uh, straight shooter, if you will. As honest as the day is long. Yep, um, but uh, he's a pathetic man. But I love him. Ski.
1: (laughs) Hola. Senior.
0: Today, boy, we're rounding the corner, guys. We're doing uh, Golden Palace, or Season 8 if you prefer, Episode 22, One Angry Stan. Yeah. Brent's going to be doing our recap, his last recap of this series. I know. Uh, I'm going to do the customary Dennis Miller, and
1: I am out (laughs) of (laughs) here.
0: But now you ruined it for everybody. (laughs) Now we'll have to see if you actually... Follow through with it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you forget that joke by the time you get to yeah. it. <laughs> I'm sure, I'll have forgotten it. We'll, we'll have
2: to imagine our head where he does a little scribble. Exactly. Right?
0: Just picture a desk in front of me. <laughs> well, we have, Um, I have several more openings that I considered. Uh, and I know that uh, I always, it's customary. Would you guys like to hear yeah, those extra course, openings? Yeah. Okay. It's one of my favorite recurring features. Well, good. It's, yeah, it's one that I've actually stuck with. Yeah. I, I've, I feel like it was maybe. Somewhere in season one, or late in season one, or maybe even season two, when I started doing this as part of the opening. Yeah. And it's my favorite thing to do as I'm preparing for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, That's my most you... disappointing thing about when I do a recap is that <laughs> I don't get to add these little <laughs> things in. <laughs> but anyway, I also thought about uh, mentioning one of you as a uh, topaz has left the building. Mm.
3: Uh,
0: and uh, he taped over his own funeral message. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been for Ski. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> This one definitely would have been for Would frisky. it also
2: be for a hot bikini contest? <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: for Ski, I definitely would have said we affectionately call him butter buns. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, Brent, I would've said <laughs> <laughs> not now yet. He's podcasting. Yeah, Brent. <laughs> um, let's see, uh, let's see. He's been in love with me for years. I would apply to both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I think I would have given The line this... between love and hate. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm on the right side most of the time. Yeah. Um... These last two, I think I would have both attributed to Brent. Um, a young man in the prime of his life. Mm, thank you. Or possibly uh, my last gasp before the freeway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it that was gas. Was What's that? Gas. I think it's gasp or.
2: No, I think it is gas.
0: My last gasp before the freeway. Yeah, like, yeah, it's uh, the last so time you can get gas before up. you get on the freeway. Oh, I, I thought it was like your last gasp of life, like of living it up. Uh, no. like. <laughs> I think
2: both would apply, yeah. like in the context of the episode. But I think what he was saying was like. Before you get on the interstate. Like, yeah, fill in up this, with it. Yeah, in was, this yeah. case, marriage. Okay.
0: Yeah, I guess I was thinking like, you know, that last gasp of, you mm-hmm. know, pre-married life that you're getting exactly. before getting on the interstate of, you know, the commitments of marriage. Yeah. So, anyways, well, um, yeah, today Brent's doing our recap. Um, Correct. I do have one listener interaction, Yay. which I don't have at the... Uh, Pulled up my phone, but I can paraphrase it for you, okay. if you like. Or you can go save for... it. Do we have plenty to go through the other weeks? Uh, I mean, I don't know how long Ski's next recap is going to be. I know that uh, I don't really have a lot of bonus material when I do my final recap. Okay. Um, uh, there, I brought uh, the Golden Girls trivia game with me for that. So, oh, yeah, okay. that i look forward to in the future. Right. Um, but I, I can go over it. Uh, do, do you feel like you have a particularly meaty recap ahead of us, Brent? Uh, on average. You okay.
2: Know. I'd say it's built up at this point. We should just do it.
0: Yeah, All might right. as well tell us. Yeah, who yeah reached now. Out to us. now I've talked about it so much that it would almost be a. Lip the audience now. is
2: like, "What?
3: No!"
0: <laughs> He's gonna read it
1: silently to himself. He's like, "Oh wait, this was a pan." <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, this is from Lisa. Um, Yay! Hi, Lisa. And mm-hmm. she's, you know, definitely been one of our, you know, MVP listeners for Absolutely. sure, you know, on our, on our all-pro all team.
2: That, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and she said, uh, now this was after the episode that we did just about three weeks ago, okay. four weeks ago, probably by the time this hits, um, yeah. where Ski had done a, uh, Pulp Fiction style, oh, you know, reshuffling yeah. of his things. That's now, already aired? Yeah, that's already aired. Wow. That, that aired... Monday. Okay. Uh, you didn't so. get the
2: picture right, I sent you?
0: Yes, I huh? did. Um, although I, 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 I forgot otherwise. to post it. So. <laughs> 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 and you want to do a second podcast? Oh, that ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now, so she sent to me, I don't know if it was just mine, but the pot episode played weirdly out of order. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I was quite certain that she was fucking with me, Uh Um, and I was like, ah, he fell right into Ski's trap, Uh and she said, what do you mean? (laughs) And so I explained that um, maybe that she missed the uh, explanation here at the beginning, Uh um, but that he was doing it out of order as an homage to Pulp Fiction, Uh and then I said, he's kind of a weirdo, but we love and tolerate him nonetheless. Uh And she said, oh, I knew Pulp Fiction was referenced a few times. I must Uh have missed uh, when the explanation was given, lol. Which made me think, you know, Lisa's been one of our most consistent, you know, with, with listening and yeah. commenting. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, I bet I bet her secret, the reason she's been able to stick with us so long, is that she probably skips over all the bullshit banter mm-hmm. and then just gets right to the explanation <laughs> of the episode. She's like, I'm not here for those fools. I'm here for the Golden Girls. Exactly. <laughs> and so I'll just hear about the episode and skip the rest. And then exactly. she's wondering, why is he doing why? season yeah. (laughs) That would
2: definitely Uh seem odd.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or she's just doing it in the background. That's the way I listen to most of my podcasts that I listen Mm -hmm. to, is it's kind of like I'm not generally intently listening. I'm kind of like listening as, Mm -hmm. you know, white noise or whatever, you know, something enjoyable to keep uh, some part of my brain occupied while I'm Mm -hmm. doing something that's a little less, uh, yeah, requires a little less focus. Yeah.
2: Some tedium.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, that was the only uh, comment that I had recently. So. But yeah, definitely, I encourage everybody, you know, we're, we're, we're coming <laughs> close.
1: Just the way you say tedium is if it's like a bodily excretion or
2: something. <laughs> I gotta take a tedium, guys, let
0: me back. I mean, let's be honest, like, Ski is the human embodiment of tedium. <laughs> when it comes to like the way that he does things ski does not half-ass <clears throat> anything <laughs> like when skis commits to something his entire ass is always committed <laughs> and he tries to enlist the asses of others if possible because <laughs> like he, he's incredibly detailed with the way he does things it's um uh, because he helped me like my daughter she had a uh, rube Goldberg project uh-huh. in eighth grade and he helped me with that and you know i was ready to just slap together this uh, you know kind of basic uh uh, if for anybody who doesn't know, Rube Goldberg is it the, the it's a project. I mean, yeah. it's based on a person, but it's you do this very complex set of steps that then ultimately has a simple yeah you know thing happen at the end. So in yeah. Gwen's case, she was popping a balloon with a needle, uh-huh. um, and there was like a ten step process. Yeah, wouldn't she it to using, like simple machines? Yeah, like, exactly. Those, like, a mm-hmm. Physics type deal. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a pretty common project for kids in yeah. you know elementary school to to take on or yeah. middle school whatever age. Yeah anyways um but yeah his was like well you know we need to have the fulcrum here and he it was just incredibly detailed how <laughs> you know the different parts of the process He's like well I can probably do this thing you know we'd be like he'll spend a half an hour or an hour working on one step of this like 15 mm-hmm. step process yeah. until it's perfect yeah um, and then uh, you know then of course we're out of time and have to continue to do the <laughs> you know rest of the project the next week exactly. or whatever but.
1: see in my mind, that was like, you know, the second draft of the plan. Mm. Like the first draft of the plan, he was like, okay, so this is going to do this, and this is going to okay. do this, and this is going to do this, and this is going to do this, and it goes through like this whole 37-step process, <laughs> and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm confused. What actually pops the balloon, and Ski's like, oh, the sniper across the street. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: well, that's why we we're swimming with the mirror,
2: right?
0: exactly I figured it'd be like no Just by the time all the steps are done the oxygen will have evaporated out of the balloon <laughs> yeah
2: time enough time will have passed exactly the
1: balloon should be inflated by now exactly exactly <laughs> if there's anything Grandpa Ski knows it's the fallibility of latex <laughs> yeah uh-huh. man that is a <laughs>
2: Dude. Love you too, bud. I,
1: that's my favorite line of the night. <laughs> and we've just barely begun. Um,
0: yeah, I do imagine Ski coming over for the project, though, and like clearing off the dining room table so he can roll out his blueprints.
3: <laughs>
0: anyway, all right, well, I, I think that's... That's all the business I had. To, like to home alone style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hmm,
1: the fallibility of latex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, you uh, uh, Skis only got one kid and one grandkid. You got four. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think that you may be a, a better testament. <laughs> but, uh, nice. All right.
3: Uh,
0: my turn. Yep, your turn. Uh, you hear me? Okay. I can hear you great. Yep. All right.
1: Golden Girls Season 8, Episode 22, One Angry Stan. Um, it originally aired April 30th, 1993. It was written by Bill Rosenthal and Michael Davidoff. This was two years before they'd give us Platypus Man, starring the fourth male lead from The Mask,
0: Richard Jenny. Huh. So they were so the two of them worked together on Platypus Man. Uh-huh. Yep. Were they like a writing team, as far as you know? Did they yeah. do other things?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah.
2: I think they were. I think that's probably t- typical. Of a lot of them though. They went on to do other stuff. I know. Yeah. In like the so. background information, Alan always gives us some contacts and stuff. Uh-huh. It seems a lot of our groups went on to do other things together. Yeah, I don't
1: think it wasn't career suicide for <laughs> anybody ex- <laughs> except
0: for Don Cheadle. Where'd that guy go? Yeah. All
2: right, yeah. Well, you know, you know.
0: Guy. Mm-hmm. he had his chance. <laughs> <He> did. <laughs> right.
1: Anyways, so uh, this week I'd like to go ahead and uh, start off the
0: episode with a new feature. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're calling it uh, Classical Logic. Okay. Uh, April 30th edition. So, if you're a fan of semantics, uh, you're going to love this new feature. But if you're anti-semantic, you might <laughs> want to find a different podcast. <laughs> so, as you probably know, uh, most semantics of classical logic are bivalent. Okay, this means that all possible propositions can be categorized as either true or false. What I'm going to do is provide ten facts about April 30th, and then Alan and Ski will weigh in on whether that statement is true or false. All right. Okay. All right. So, statement. Can I
2: offer mine as one or zero?
1: <laughs> okay, well, I got the answers written down as true or false. So, <laughs> not. I can't Very do that in my head.
2: You <laughs> said it's a new uh, you know, segment. So, yeah. next time, uh,
1: Burt Young born in 1940.
0: Okay. I'm going to say Burt Young. I'm going to go with I go with true on that. Okay. I'll agree. Yep. It is true.
1: Yep. Uh, besides his Oscar nomination for playing Rocky's best friend, Burt Young was also in the Rodney Dangerfield Classic Back to School. The Academy still hasn't caught up with that one.
0: (laughs) It'll get there eventually. Yeah. That uh, was actually a really good movie. It was a great movie. Uh, Casey Jones died in 1900. I'm going to say false on that one.
2: I'll also agree false.
1: That one's true. Uh, Casey, presumably high on cocaine, uh, (laughs) died when his southbound passenger train collided with a train parked at the Canton, Mississippi station.
0: Now, did Casey Jones, was he known for doing cocaine? No. (laughs) Okay, that was his part of the song? Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, Cloris Leachman, born in 1926.
0: I feel like she'd be, so that would make her almost 100 years old. I feel like she'd almost be older than that, but (coughs) I know she'd be in that ballpark, so I'm going to say true.
2: I'm going to say false just to be the antagonist.
0: Yep, that is true. The Academy award winning Cloris
1: Leachman also had eight Emmy Emmy nominations during her 80-year career. Wow. She
0: definitely was prolific. She was. I think she's deceased. I think you're right, but I think it was pretty recent.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely while we were recording this thing. Yeah.
0: Not this episode. <laughs> she just died now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been keeping an eye on her life support <laughs> as we were recording I that. I've got phone updates. Exactly. And Google News
1: Alerts. <laughs> there used to be a website, um, Is Abe Pagoda Dead? Mm. And, and then for long this time, the whole website was just the single word, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or no. The, the word it was no. And then when he died, they updated it to say yes. <laughs> it was like, is they to go to dead.com or something?
2: Do they make a fancy font? Or is it just like a single? I think it was a just DOS. a single. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> um, Kirsten Dunst, uh, born in 1983.
0: Hey, Kirsten Dunst, 1983. I make her 40 years old now. I'm uh, 41. You. I think
1: that's true. Hi.
0: I feel like she'd be, boy, she would be really close in our age. I I almost think she'd be a little older. I'm gonna go with true. That is false. Ah, oh, oh. damn it! Uh, the star <laughs> of the
1: criminally underrated Elizabeth Town was born on April 30th, 1982, not 1983. Ah, okay. So she's damn it, it just was about so same far off. <laughs> uh, Linda Carter, born in
0: 1951. 51. So I'd make Linda Carter like 73 now. I'm gonna go true.
1: I'm gonna go false just to.
2: Because we tried to throw us off last time.
0: Yep, that is false. Uh, Linda Carter was born on July 24th,
1: 1951. But fellow Wonder Woman Gal Gadot was born on April 30th. 1985. Oh, okay. This might be an unpopular opinion, but for my money, Gal is easy on the eyes. <laughs> an unpopular opinion, you think? <laughs> I'm just saying. There are certain hills that I will die on, and Galgado's attractiveness is one of them.
2: I, I think you're
1: saying. It's
0: nice of you to put yourself out there like that, though. <laughs> exactly.
1: You're a real, you're a real uh, advocate. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm a man of principles.
0: Well, so if you were going to, to say, because I know that there's another, you know, superhero uh, actress that you're a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were going uh, Gal Gadot versus uh, Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. who, who wins it for you, who's first in your heart I there? have to be
1: Natalie Portman because that's more
0: age appropriate. Oh, okay. Age? Well, I guess, I mean, Gal Gadot is only six years younger than us, so that would make her, what, eight years younger than you?
1: Uh, I mean, what did I just say? Gal Gadot was born
0: in... 85, I think? Yeah, and I was born in 76. That's like nine years. Oh, yeah, you'd be a gross old man if you dated to someone. (laughs) I feel like Helena's close to nine years younger than you, isn't she?
1: Uh, She was born in 82.
0: Oh, okay. So she's three years older than Gal Gadot. Oh, okay. And I
1: remind her of that every
0: day.
3: (laughs)
2: How do you you weave that into the normal conversation? (laughs) Oh, just,
1: you want some toast? Why are you so much older than Gal Gadot?
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, in fairness, because I hope she replies so that I'll be age-appropriate for you. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Exactly. She took one for the team by
0: aging.
2: (laughs) Thus is the process of time. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Uh, Milo Ventimiglia, born in 1977.
0: I don't know who that is off uh, offhand, so I'm going to go with uh, false.
2: I can't remember what he's from. I know the name.
0: Um, I don't even know if it's a man.
2: No, it's a dude, right?
0: Yeah, Milo Ventimiglia. Okay.
1: Can
2: you tell um, me where he's from? I, I recognize
1: the name, but I don't remember. I first saw him in Heroes, okay. and then uh-huh. Rocky
0: Balboa. Oh, yeah, and okay. then he was from us. Yeah. Then went to the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Then he was most recently in The Story of Us. Yeah, but, but I Gilmore love Girls. The Heroes. Is, yeah.
0: He's real creepy looking with the mustache, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like he's done several things with the mustache. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you shouldn't have that mustache. yes yeah. <laughs> it really fits we, the role.
1: We went to the uh, White River State Park IMAX mm-hmm. last night to see the uh, Queen concert film, Queen Rocks Montreal. Right okay. Cool. And <clears throat> you see uh, Freddie Mercury's mustache, 80 feet tall. There was not a hair out of place. Like, that thing was <laughs> like, I've never seen a mustache <laughs> trimmed that Evenly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I don't know what his pre-concert routine was, but he definitely had eight hours devoted to that mustache. <laughs> he
0: had a brand. He did.
1: Now, long story short, that's false. Okay. Um, Milo Ventimiglia was born on July eighth, nineteen seventy-seven, but his hero's brother, Adrian Pasdar, however, was born on April thirtieth, albeit in nineteen sixty-five. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, Muddy Waters died in nineteen ninety-three. True.
2: I'll go true as well.
1: That is false. Uh, Muddy Waters (laughs) died on April 30th, 1983, not Mm. 1993.
2: Uh, I don't know how old he was when he died, so I was like, yeah, it's possible.
1: Uh, For those who care about such things, 1975's the Muddy Waters Woodstock album is most definitely the best album he ever recorded.
2: I have a bit of trivia about Muddy Waters that that I learned yesterday. You may know this because you're a uh, music aficionado. Okay. Apparently... The Rolling Stones got their name mm-hmm. from him. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Never mind. Did yeah. you know that?
0: I did not know that. And, That's so news to me.
2: I guess they didn't have a band name picked out yet, mm-hmm. and they booked their first gig, and they said, well, what do you guys call yourselves? And they didn't know, but uh, I guess Rolling Stones, or mm-hmm. Rolling Stone, which mm-hmm. was like the uh, first track on one of Muddy Waters' albums, mm. and so they had that laying around, and they picked that as the name.
1: Wow, very mm-hmm. cool. I, did, I had no idea and just as a follow up bonus little tidbit their most recent album Hackney Diamonds mm-hmm. which is their best album since Voodoo Lounge the closing track is actually a cover of that Mediwater song that's
2: really cool it's
1: just uh Mick and Keith um with Keith on an acoustic guitar um doing that song but i think they were just sort of thinking it's like well if this it does end up being the last album at least the
0: last song we ever recorded and released yeah.
1: yeah that's really cool yeah
0: so I've shown my ignorance towards music, um, you know, before on this podcast in yeah. spectacular fashion. You gonna talk about Billy Joel again? I, I am not, um, but I am gonna say something that <coughs> is his name Keith K-E-F? I thought it was Keith with the T H. or do you just? It's it's
1: Keith. Um, oh, okay. But like. That's sort of a nickname. A lot of people call him Keith.
0: Oh, okay. If you you, know you and him that close? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've given him enough of my paychecks over the years that uh, I think I should be an honorary but, friend. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, um, Peter Mayhew died in 2020. Peter Mayhew, 2020. Um,
0: false. I feel. I know it was very recent. The poor Chewy, you know, left mm-hmm. this earth, but. I feel like it was, 2020 sounds about right, uh, so I'll go through. It is false. Oh, damn it. Uh, Chewbacca died on April 30th,
1: 2019. Ah. Uh. Uh, Peter played Chewbacca through The Force Awakens, although he didn't get to play Chewbacca in The Last Jedi. He was credited as Chewbacca consultant. Ah.
3: Oh.
2: <laughs> Indeed, he was.
1: Speaking of, did you guys get to watch the Star Wars Holiday Special? No, yet, no. No, not oh, I'm yet. I'm actually
2: going to make a special showing of that, I think, at the house. Oh, nice. Because nice. Eddie's a huge Star
1: Wars fan, too. Oh, cool. Um... I did actually the other day watch the um, Amazon has a documentary on the making of the holiday special, oh. yeah. and it was really really good. I really enjoyed it. So I think it was like I think four dollars to rent, and ten dollars to buy, whatever. So I paid the extra six dollars just to own it or whatever because I'd heard good things. So so after you watch the holiday special, definitely you know.
2: Check it on you said it was on Apple. Uh, Amazon. Amazon. I, I'm sure
1: it's on Apple too. So but wherever. It's not available to stream. You have to purchase it through wherever you purchase your digital content. Understood. Yeah. Wayne Kramer, born in
2: 1948. Don't know
1: who that is. Maybe I should. I don't know. Uh, I'll
2: go with true. That I'll is go true. true
1: as well. So. Yep, that is true. Uh, Wayne was the guitarist for the MC5, who were probably the third best band to come out of Detroit, after the
0: Stooges and the White Stripes. It's really awesome that you've told me a name of a person who is part of a band that I've never heard of <laughs> and expect me to know what date they were born. <laughs>
1: you want me to just cancel this new feature now? <laughs> no, no, I mean, go, go ahead. <laughs> Fine. Um, is that like a dab? Like, you want me to
0: turn this car around? <laughs> okay, pretty, pretty, much. Much.
1: pretty much. I will say, um, I know. He's since been canceled or whatever, but one of my favorite John Mulaney bits was when he was talking about like him and I guess siblings or whatever. We're in the car with their parents.
2: Oh, I've heard that one. That's a great. Bit. And
1: they're going and like they're getting on the dad's nerves or whatever. And he like pulls into a McDonald's drive-through and the kids like just lose their shit. They're so excited. And in the drive-through, he orders just a single black coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a like a power move I've never once done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you say John Wayne's been canceled. Yeah. How so? I, I don't really. know if he's been canceled. I just don't I know. Like he was anymore.
2: having a lot of drug issues,
1: but I've... yeah. uh he stepped down on his wife. Oh, no, I didn't know. Tolerance that. for such shenanigans. I like, just because I such a big part of his shtick was about you know like yeah. being a loving Stanley his wife. Eye. Yeah, exactly. And like, like my wife and I, we don't have kids and. We have happy lives, and then like he impregnated somebody who was not his wife, you mm. know. And I don't know, it just just sort of sullied the I whole haven't thing. Heard that. That
2: yeah. Me too.
0: yeah, well, there's also the aspect too that his. I mean, I, I'll still watch a John Mulaney comedy special. I'm not gonna say that it, it hasn't sullied him to that point for me, but just to co-sign on what Brent was saying to a certain extent is that you know his his. Prior wife stood by him through a lot of his addiction, yeah, Yeah. struggles, exactly. And so it just kind of makes it even worse too to do that for someone who stood by you when you were a shithead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyways, all right, go ahead though.
1: All right, and then last but not least, uh, Wonder Mike, born in nineteen fifty seven.
0: Fifty seven. That would make him the same age as my mom, at least. Um. So. I'll go, sure, yeah. Wonder Mike is 67 years old.
1: That is true.
0: That is true.
2: (laughs) I (laughs) know. (laughs) We ended. Yes.
1: So I know when discussing the Sugar Hill Gang, there are people who prefer uh, Master G or Big Bank Hank, but people who prefer Big Bank Hank are dumb. Um, (laughs) (laughs) After I wrote this, I realized what Big Bank Hank, he was a plagiarist, and I was like, Uh, oh, that's not cool. So no longer. So Master G, okay. Wonder Mike's better than Wonder Mike.
2: Uh, i good not... to have a favorite, I suppose. Yeah.
1: So, anyways, for my money, uh, Wonder Mike is the best member of the Sugar Hill Gang, and I'm going to tell you why. If you watch the music video for Rapper's Delight, there's a gentleman in a red t-shirt who is hanging out behind Wonder Mike. I assume they're best friends. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking there's a chance that in another three or four years, I'm going to get the chance to time travel, and using that power, I'm going to go back in time and photobomb the Rapper's Delight video in a red t-shirt. That man just looks a lot like what I think I'll look like at age 50, and whenever I watch that video, I wonder how I got myself back to 1979, when I'm going to do so, and where I learned those sweet dance moves.
2: <laughs> I think it will be by accident. <laughs> it be. You'll be transported much to your uh, surprise, and mm-hmm. then when you realize the time frame, you're like, it has happened!
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that would make a time loop. He couldn't learn to dance just because he got time... Traveled. I think he'd have to learn to dance mm-hmm. here and then here and now yeah and then get time traveled and somehow end up that way like it has to be something where it could have happened even if he never saw himself yeah. in that video yeah I think
1: that I should just proactively learn to dance that way when it happens I'm prepared
0: yeah exactly but Sounds it's prudent the same time though we really need for you to (coughs) learn to dance for a different reason because again we're fucking with time and (laughs) you don't want (laughs) to cause a loop that's gonna destroy all reality. Yeah. So you need to find another reason to learn to dance though it's completely organic. Mm. Something Um,
2: that can support a multiversal Exactly. So (laughs) that's be
0: like, oh, you know like at some point in the future, my daughter well, one of my daughters is gonna get married and mm. I would need a bus to bust a move at their wedding. Gotcha. You know, so that you would do it even if you had never seen yourself in that video. And
2: because we have done this podcast, <laughs> clearly we'll be the prime choices for the remake of the you know, golden girls. I guess it'll be golden guys at that point. Mm-hmm. But someone's gonna have to be the Rose in that dance competition, ah, <laughs> gotcha.
1: shaking my tatas like there's no tomorrow, that's right. Yeah, yeah. you'll do
2: the flip and everything, he will be very impressive. Yeah,
1: huh?
2: fair enough. You'll do your own stunts, though,
0: correct? Correct, always. I will have to say, <laughs> while I didn't mind your history lesson there, um, <laughs> I'd have to say, is it do you have any more features this episode?
1: Uh, yeah, we have two more new
0: features okay. this week, thank goodness, because I would hate it if that was the one you went out on. <laughs> Just, really? Yeah. You're talking about Wonder Mike? No, I'm just talking about like, is this date the true date or the false date? It may be one year before or after what I said. It would be your worst trivia segment. It's so arbitrary.
1: I'm just saying I don't have a lot to be proud of on Mm. this podcast, but the fact that I kept it fresh all the way to the very end. Uh, Always
0: with new segments. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Maybe I scraped the barrel. I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly right. So, if you're done besmirching
0: my new segments. <laughs> I don't know. There's two more to go. So, I'm done for now. Yeah. I w-
1: there are two more to go. One, I think, is solid.
3: Okay.
1: The other could have easily ended up on the cutting room floor. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I was like, I'll never have another chance. <laughs> could have been-
0: that's one thing I wanted to ask you about. You know, we've got these playoff episodes that are going to come up, and they're yeah. going to be a little lighter on content yeah. than typical episodes because you know we're not uh-huh. going to be doing full <coughs> recaps. Oh yeah, we won't Sorry. be doing anything close to full recap. Yeah. So we are going to need some segments um, from each of us to yeah. to pad out those episodes a bit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, something to think about, fellas. All right. So, all right, we go ahead with your recap. Though we still have plenty to fill this one out. Yeah.
2: So you're saying more fan fiction for me? <laughs> I'm absolutely fine with that.
0: If you want to have. Thirty minutes of every episode to be fanfic. Just fishing. a five-part
1: series. Yeah, <laughs> to, be mm-hmm. to be continued. To be continued. Right, to be continued. The, to be continued. To be concluded. This yeah. Your,
3: your reading part.
1: This is your reading part. So. Yeah,
0: I'd be totally fine with if you. Want to do? It. I mean, that's a lot scripts. of work, though. You don't got much time.
1: I, I already did that bit.
0: Yeah, but you didn't do it as over a six-week span. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> right, Culminating so. in one of us dying. <laughs> exactly.
2: As a person or as a character.
0: We'll see. Yeah.
2: <laughs> How it plays out, right?
0: But hopefully not me, because otherwise the episode won't get edited and sent out to mm-hmm. the public.
2: <laughs> that would be a, a, a waste.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways,
1: so this episode starts in the lobby. Uh, Sophia is Sophia's doing a bit of work for a change, and while she's holding down the fort, Rose is in the manager's office assembling a jigsaw puzzle, presumably of St. Olaf in a snowstorm. hmm uh, Chewy and Roland Enter. Uh, Rose asks if they'd uh, like to be in charge of a bachelor party and hiring a stripper. Well, if the birdcage taught us anything, it's that two dudes living together in 80s, 1990s Miami love looking at ladies, so they jump at the opportunity. Right.
2: <laughs> I've never seen that movie. It's good. Uh, Rob Williams, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and Nathan Lane and Diane Wiest. <laughs> am weast. Exactly. Don't mind him. He has a weast infection. Yeah. I saw that joke on Brooklyn Nine-Nine the other day and it just cracked me up. Like it was, it wasn't even so much the joke. It was just the anger in which um, the other character, Jake Peralta, in the scene gave to the man who delivered the line. Uh. Like he thought it was just the funniest thing ever. It's just this look of anger. It was so solid. All right, so anyways, uh, Chewie and Roland head off to start their preparations, and Rose takes that opportunity to tell Sophia that uh, Charlie was into leather. Uh, presumably, he also had a ball gag, but that was probably just to keep Rose from repeating a story
0: he'd already heard.
1: <laughs>
2: Do you uh, think so that... I know like, this saying a lot of stories.
1: I was there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was going to say, like, you have to figure, at least uh, over time, Charlie... You know, a lot of them he experienced with her. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, for everything up to she was like 19 years old or whatever yeah. it was that they got together. Well, they got together you pretty got young. It. So, yeah, really, only like the first 10 years of her life would he have been totally yeah. absent from it. Um, I think even less than that, honestly. I feel like they were.
2: Depends on how involved they were. The yeah, whole time. that's true.
0: There could have been, there surely was other things that went on in her life when they knew each other but weren't together. Yeah, but I mean,
2: I think at least
0: they were
1: in school together. And, right, yeah. You know.
0: It's a relatively small town, yeah. Despite its uh, status as an
2: international airport
0: hub, yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. I there was I did love in that scene. Are, are you ready for us to comment on? uh I got a few more things. Okay, yet. we'll go ahead, then I'll comment on lines.
1: Uh, Rose and Blanche um, start talking about Stanley's attorney and why he'd be coming to the Golden Palace. Apparently, the last time Stanley showed up, it was to take Sophia fishing. But the Goldens doubt his attorney is coming for the halibut. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Stanley's attorney arrives a moment later, and he announces to Rose and Blanche that Stanley's dead. The opening scene ends with Rose and Blanche processing their grief. In fact, Blanche is too distraught to even hit on the attorney, so you know she's in shock.
3: Right.
2: (laughs) For now, I mean, we may have missed something off screen.
1: That's true. Uh, We transition to the love seat situated on the edge of the lobby. Uh, Rose and Blanche are talking about how Stan was struck down in his prime. I'm not sure that Stan ever really had a prime, but I get the point. Uh, Blanche and Rose think they treated Stan all right, and their consciences are clear, Uh, but they're worried about how they'll tell Sophia. That seems like it'd be a Dorothy job, but whatever. Right. (laughs) Uh, After Blanche and Rose decide how they'll tell Sophia, she happens to return to the Golden Palace, and Rose proceeds to immediately tell her what happened. We learn that Stan died making love and left to appreciate the irony of Zborny 1.0 killing him so soon after Zborny 2.0 made him rich.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you considered his penis to be his Zborny 1.0?
1: Yeah, that's what he called it.
0: Oh, okay. And that was the original. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. I guess I, I didn't remember, remember that, that aspect yeah, remember of it. it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, he's like, I right, call it the Borny. And she's like, you named it after and he's like, or er. so I forget, Oh, yeah. okay. There was something along those lines. <laughs> he named it after that. Gotcha.
0: I'm glad you remember that detail.
1: Yeah. I yeah. Had forgotten
0: so. as well. Yeah. Well, I definitely had a few lines during that opening scene. I did too. But I know, I thought,
2: you go first because
0: we maybe have the same one. Well, I'll tell you one right at the top when Rose, uh, you know, was so proud of herself for completing that puzzle. Yeah. And Sophia says, like, so "I'm like, oh, big deal. It took you six months." <laughs> she says, "On the box, it says two to four years." Yeah. yeah. That was
2: that's, hands down my favorite line. Yeah, episode. I thought it was her delivery right of it was so box, good yeah. too. Um, right, right out the gate, it was.
0: Yeah, and then I like Rose said that she knew how to talk to uh talk to lawyers, and when a lawyer comes in, <laughs> yeah. she says, "Oh yes, my liege." Yes, <laughs> I enjoyed that as You're well.
2: Like curtsy too, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, uh, let's see, there's a few others I thought were pretty good too. Um, and this is something that I feel like we can all relate to this line very much uh, to a certain extent. But you know, have you ever noticed as we get older, our prime keeps moving back? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. so. I, I would say I, I I might disagree with you though on Stan. I don't know if Stan ever exited his prime. I think Stan <laughs> may have just been prime Stan from the day he was born till the day <laughs> he died, um, or you know supposedly died because it seemed like he never had any trouble getting ladies. Um, oh. You know he, he always managed to make it by. I mean, I I guess you could say though if you're talking about overall success, then he was in his prime because you know he had become financially yeah. you know successful. So, yeah. Other yeah. than what well, we you, find out later, exactly. Mm-hmm. So. So you think uh,
1: marrying Dorothy—that's just living the dream.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> prime is relative. <laughs> you know, his prime. I mean, I think everybody gets to have a prime.
2: for, yeah, for, for what a piece of you know trash of a human he was. Sometimes mm, he did I marry up.
0: He, yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, that's the thing too. Is like even if you die at birth. That was your prime. That was all you had. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. Exactly. <laughs> a little, little brief flicker, but yeah. Ex- exactly. It was like, exactly. You know, your prime is just when you were at your best, and Stan was mm-hmm. probably at his best at that moment in yeah. his life. So. Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, <That's...
1: laughs> I just I don't know how I feel about co-signing that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I think if I ever got an opportunity to speak at an infant's funeral... <laughs> <laughs> at least he died in his prime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was in the prime of his life but when he died. Yeah, yeah. But And then wait, hold for applause. <laughs> or laughter, or uh, whatever.
2: <laughs> you know what? I learned to play the drums just so I can do the rim shot. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they get a drummer at this baby's yeah. <laughs> funeral? Just like, wait. <laughs> it's worth it. Laughter is the
0: best medicine, folks. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: it's
2: pretty dark. Yeah.
1: Time makes fools of us all, but not for junior. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that poor kid never got yogurt. <laughs> um, anyways, all did right.
2: You, did you like the uh line also about um uh, so what is the attorney that said that he died making love and then uh mm-hmm. Sophia's line follow up was like, Oh, it's so sad whenever you dial on." Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that yeah. was a good
1: line. Yeah. yeah and then Rose says at least he went quickly. Yes, yeah. that was a
2: yeah. awesome yeah. follow up.
1: Those are my
0: two favorite lines of the show. Yeah, those are both excellent. So Yeah, they had some good one liners in this episode, quite yeah. a few actually. They
1: did. So. They did.
0: But go ahead.
1: All right. So the next group of scenes start off in the kitchen. Uh Chewy's just hung up the phone after hiring a stripper. Probably because all the best strippers can show their bona fides over the telephone. Indeed. <laughs> Uh, Rose
0: protests We're and says... Bonafides.
2: <laughs> he did talk about uh, auditions too, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know if those ever occurred. I don't
0: well, know. we never saw them, but I don't yeah. think they would show those on the episode. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, It's a family show. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, so Rose protests and says uh, she doesn't think strippers are appropriate for the Golden Palace. Rose tells Chewie and Roland that she's hardly a prude, and since Chewie and Roland weren't around for Season 1, Episode 3, Rose the Prude, they have her take, take her of word.
2: Well, they should at least at this point, you know, they've known her for a while. Like two men died under her watch. Yeah, <laughs> at exactly.
1: least. Uh, Roland and Chewy uh, make up excuses for why they need to hire a stripper. I'll let the listeners decide for themselves if Chewy and Roland are creeps. I will say that in discussing this topic off-air with Ski, he made a really good point about how strippers cost money, and that this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for Chewy and Roland to see some movies <laughs> while using the house's money. I'm not sure I'll endorse that theory, but at least I thought it was worthy of discussion. (laughs) Good
2: of you to bring that up. (laughs) I mean,
0: Ski's a bargain hunter. Uh, That's something we know. And and he loves it when he can stick the bill to somebody else. Exactly. Especially his work. That's why things aren't going so well at his work anymore, because he keeps, you know, tacking on extra charges for (laughs) cleaning supplies and the whatnot. Exactly.
1: Quote, quote, unquote. Yeah. Every time we have one of these recording sessions, I ask Alan, it's like, hey, do we make any money? And Ski chimes in, can we afford boobies? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm like, so that's why I have to hide the books. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Protect Ski from himself. Exactly. And protect us from Ski. <laughs> that, is that is true.
2: My rampant, uh, you know, spending habits, mm-hmm. right?
0: Well, mm-hmm. not just that, but you're Risenious. also... What's that. Risenious. Yeah, exactly. Like all the you know, questionable activities that you engage in <laughs> where people in a... See, Brent and I are in what you call traditional marriages. Correct. Um, yes. <laughs> so. Exactly.
1: Exactly. All right. of that funny stuff going on here.
2: Oh, you guys.
1: Uh, the scene ends with Chewie offering himself up as a hypothetical stripper and with Roland making a reference that, even at the time, was dated. And then the next scene takes place in the darkened kitchen. Uh, Sophia sitting at the kitchen table. Blanche and Rose enter, and we learn that a limousine is about to pick them up and take them to Stan's funeral. The Goldens decide that Stan had at least a million dollars, and they start to bicker over who he left the money to. Both Rose and Blanche make compelling arguments, but I think the safer
0: bet is his children. Yeah. <laughs> That's was what I was too, they're like, oh, <laughs> he really liked this. I wonder how much he gave to me. Like, if,
2: Yeah, if nothing else, maybe some to Sophia. Yeah. The two of them. Yeah. Yeah, or or Dorothy even. Yeah. Possibly.
0: How much money would you need to have for you to start thinking about second level people? Like, uh, yeah. Because, like, obviously, if you know, like, if you died today, you know, you did the Powerball, but if you yeah. died, Helena would get everything because yeah. you're married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but let's say that you know, but you got to a point where you had so much money, you're like, okay, we're going to be planning on all these people that are going to get a cut yeah. of the, you know, Int- of our. State. Um. yeah
1: i just don't think i'd ever get to that point like if it got to a position if i was in a position where you know my kids would be set and comfortable and everything like that then i think the next level is just charity
0: i think so too
1: yeah. you know it's one of those things at no point am i like okay let me put a dollar amount on my friendships yeah. You know,
2: and, and i would think also if you knew that Friends or family, like close friends or something that yeah.
1: needed assistance, you would
2: probably help them while you were still alive. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Like if you're
2: doing so well that you can exactly. put that money back, you're like, hey, you know, hey, do you need this? You know, I don't want you to lose your house or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would agree. I think that if you had somebody in your life, if you had the money to help them and they were struggling and you cared about them, you would just help them. You would yeah. be like, well, when I'm when I'm dead, then they can stop. <laughs> exactly. <struggling." laughs> exactly. When the good Lord
1: calls me home, then they can settle their gambling debts. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: I don't want to see them get out of this, yeah. but I'd want to know when I exactly. die that they will someday be out of it. <laughs> exactly.
3: Exactly.
0: But yeah, I did enjoy that. I think, I would disagree with you that the, uh, the comment he made was uh, dated, because he, what he's referring to is, I think um, Chewie says something to the effect of like what he would call his act as a stripper, yeah. and Roland calls it Pee-wee's big adventure. Yeah. I find that to be a timeless. Um, timeless. Reference. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it'll be evergreen, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't, can't put a, an age on Paul Rubin material. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, it'll be in its prime in the yeah.
0: time of. I well, like I mean, six, seven years. Yeah, after but Ruby. that's
2: still pretty recently. Like,
1: that explains all your Borat jokes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My wife. <laughs> Say Brent that for someone who likes so much old music and stuff <laughs> like that, like you do, keep a pretty good you know foothold on modern you know society and whatnot. <laughs> um, I mean, you may not be down with the butt stuff like the kids are, <laughs> 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 but outside of that, like you you frequently come off with phrases and whatnot that. I granted, sometimes you say something like. Eggs and the coffee. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some weird old bullshit like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm frequently impressed with how up-to-date you are. Oh, thank you. Even though you have all these interests that are, mm-hmm. you know, far beyond uh, the year that we're in. zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, more so than I think uh,
1: I would more expect. So than I am, I think.
0: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you're someone who you're going to age real fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Camden might help keep you young for a little while, but I think you are—you have already demonstrated to me that you have no interest in catching up with the times. <laughs> the, the times, <laughs> the time, like you're—you're you're good with where you're at, and the times can
2: sail on by. Exactly, yeah. I
0: think you're totally fine There's with new that.
2: computer stuff, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like going my... on to interwebs.
0: My dad's like, "Oh, did you see that new movie, Meet Joe Black?" think <laughs> <laughs> mean, it was like the last movie he saw in a the theater. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny, but yeah, it's, uh, I think that's going to be you ski here in about thirty years. I with, now with now with movies, you'll stick up, you'll stay up to date with that. I think, but I think yeah, you with love most yeah. of like modern ideologies and things like that, you're fine with not being part of this. <laughs> yeah. so.
1: we saw the new Mean Girls the other day. Oh, was it good? Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. So I like. I know I have seen the original Mean Girls movie once. Mm. I could not swear that I've seen it a second time. Same here. Yeah. You know? So I have like, just a vague recollection. You know, so I have no idea what they changed and what they didn't or whatever. But I enjoyed the new one. I remember and...
2: taking Alexis to go see the original Mean Girls. We had seen, like, another movie. Like, uh, that how, day or something. How old is she? She's 24 now. So she was relatively young.
1: I was going to say I... she'd be, like, four. <laughs>
2: yeah, she wasn't that young, but, like, she was young enough. Because did it come out in two
1: thousand
2: four? I don't know when it came out, honestly.
1: Okay. It was to in you.
2: The theater. So okay. I mean she would have been however young she was, but Okay. Uh I remember we'd gone to see a movie and then that was playing also and she like kinda of begged us to we see uh-huh. that too. And I didn't really know much about it. So, so I, you taught her how to Lindsay, sneak into
1: her first movie?
2: Lindsay Lowe, We might have we might have actually <laughs> snuck into it. <laughs> now that you bring it up, it's possible. <laughs> I don't remember, but I just remember we saw a second movie that day. So that was her was, sliding
1: door moment as well, far as a life of morality. That's right, yeah. It's <laughs> I imagine all this down would be like... Exactly. Here, go ahead, sorry. I was just going to
2: finish up saying, yeah. like, I remember being upset that we took her to it because it had quite a bit of, like, bad language and stuff. It was mm-hmm. mature for her age, I thought. Mm-hmm. I was a little upset that we'd taken her.
0: Yeah. I just imagine. I mean, Kevin Smith tells a story about going to Disney World with his parents when he was young, and they were always, you know, on a relatively tight budget, and mm-hmm. then basically just telling them they'd find something in a store they liked, mm-hmm. uh, and they'd be like, "Yeah, just you know, take it. We paid for it already." Um, and, you know, realized later on that his parents were just letting him shoplift stuff from the different <laughs> Disney stores. Yeah. And I imagine that's the same kind of circumstance where Ski was like, yeah, I'm going to go pay the cashier in a little bit. Um, yeah. So don't worry about it, daughter. <laughs> 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 and then I imagine Ski demanding his money back that he didn't pay because of the foul language
3: and
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> mature content. Making a big scene. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh-huh. So. Sir, the, the, the MPAA yeah. ratings are right there. <laughs> That's not strong enough. I want a solid warning.
1: (laughs) So one last little thing here to mention. Uh, So Blanche and Rose head out of the kitchen, and uh, they leave the bereaved Sophia to her thoughts. You think that Rose would know that you never leave someone grieving alone in the kitchen. (laughs) 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 The scene ends with Stan showing up in the kitchen
0: looking like he's auditioning for the role of Senior Stinky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I kind of felt like that was the way it was going to go, because I was like, I don't... Now, granted, I did, I did not watch Golden Palace, so this mm-hmm. is, this time around, I think I've seen an episode or two, but this yeah. is definitely, I definitely not watched all 24 episodes by any means um, in the past, but, uh, but I was like, yeah, I just, I feel like that would be kind of a really big deal. I feel like they'd even bring Dorothy back and mm-hmm. stand... Had you know, really died? had died on the show like, yeah. even just his character yeah, yeah. Um, I was
2: a little surprised that she, there was at least I mean there was mention of her of course yeah. Yeah. so it
0: wasn't that surprising that Stan came came back into the scene but you know still I thought they they handled his reintroduction well I mm-hmm. thought that that was funny that you know he still comes back it's me Stan yeah uh, yeah,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else to mention for that little bit that I no I think I'm good
2: alright well encapsulated
1: thank you Uh, So this week, I thought uh, we'd take a few minutes to introduce a new segment. Oh, okay.
2: A new one, you say?
1: Yep. I'm calling it One Nation Understand. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, So it's basically a brief breakdown of Stan's appearances on the Golden Girls and how they've stayed fairly consistent throughout the years. Okay? So Yolanda Zabornak's firstborn son, Stanley, made his first physical appearance back in Season 1, Episode 2, Guess Who's Coming to the Wedding. He reappeared nine weeks later in Episode 11, The Return of Dorothy's Ex. After that, there was a 17-week gap before we see Stanley again. He didn't show up again until Season 2, Episode 3, Take Him, He's Mine. Hmm. That was the second longest gap in appearances that Stanley would have. The longest gap was between the Season 7 finale and Episode 23 of Season 8, a gap of 23 episodes. But, on average, Stanley appeared about every 13 or 14 episodes. He had uh, two appearances in Season 1, 8% of the time. Three appearances in season two, 12% of the time. Mm-hmm. Another three appearances in season three, 12% of the time. Four appearances in season four, 15% of the time. Three appearances in season five, 12% of the time. Another three appearances in season six, 12% of the time. Five appearances in season seven, 19% of the time. Yeah, he definitely
2: popped up a lot more in the end. Yeah. Well, I think
0: he had like two two-bart episodes, yeah, too, that he was the, involved yeah, in, so like, that definitely bumps up like the, the numbers. Or
2: something had a sock puppet Yeah, yeah troll, if you it had,
0: combine yeah. those two partners as one, he probably would have been three again. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. Um, and then just the one appearance
1: in season eight, so for 4% of the time. So grand total, he had 24 appearances or in 12% of the episodes. So um, in total, Stan appeared 24 times in 204 episodes. By being in 12% of the episodes, Stan's tied for fifth place when it comes to Golden Girl appearances. Any guesses as to who Stan's tied with?
0: Well, I'd have to assume that it would be, um, nope. <laughs> that it would have to be, uh, Roland and Chewy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Roland and Chewy. Now,
2: were, mm. do we really call, consider them, like, guest
1: appearances, though? Uh, no, it was just, um, okay. that was in Golden Girl Appearances, okay. not oh, even roll. guest appearances. Sorry, so. i
0: yep. and, and oddly enough, those, uh, Roland and Chewy never did meet Stan. That's, That's right. true. Yeah, because yeah, his just... time in this episode, they never interacted, yeah. so. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, I didn't even put two and two together on that. Mm-hmm.
0: Or, or two and one together. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then, um, this isn't really going to translate well, but I do have a little, uh, you know, bar graph that I called Herb Station.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 I have to wonder if, like, because, you know, we've all been pretty open about our feelings about Stan on this podcast, <laughs> and, and none of them have been very positive. Occasionally, I'll have a somewhat redeemable moment or episode, um, but it hasn't been all that great. Yeah. I wonder if the people, you know, the creators or the, you know, writers and whatnot were like, yeah, this is all the stand the series can handle. Like, we think that making jokes <laughs> at his expense are funny. We like her Bettleman. You know, we, we mm-hmm. think the storylines work out, but we can't have them in more than about, you know, three, yeah. three-ish episodes. Yeah.
2: Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it pretty consistent.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like he said on their, to Dorothy on their wedding night, a little stand goes a long way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll, I'll be back, but not for
1: a little while. Right.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, I think it's traveling salesman, too. So I guess that, that is true. It kind of, <laughs> of works out well there, too. It is true.
1: Okay. Um, anything else to sort of mention for that? No, I'm good.
0: I like that. All right. So
1: this week we're debuting a new feature. <laughs> and we're calling this one Are You a Stan Stan?
0: Oh, ah, okay. <laughs>
1: For those that don't know, a Stan is an overzealous fan of a particular celebrity. So what I'm going to do is give Alan and Ski a few minutes to answer twenty questions about Stanley's Bornack, and then we'll review the answers, toss in some fun facts, and decide which of these two gentlemen Stan, Stan the most. Okay, very is that nice. an
2: actual term or something you just made up?
1: It's a term. Yeah, it's huh. a term. Yeah, it's um from the Eminem song Stan. About oh, like okay, a fan. Okay, yeah. yeah. Where
2: the, wrote, wrote the letter or something. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So I'll go ahead and hand these out, and then you can push pause, and then I'll read through the questions as you, when you guys provide your answers in a moment. All
0: right, all right.
1: And I've got stuff you guys to write on, so
0: you can write on the corners of the couch there. Okay. Supposed to grade each other's papers? No, no. You can grade yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah right. that's all the right. honor system. Yeah.
1: All I thought you meant the honor system as far as like the Zbornak family okay. tree. <laughs> You're I'm not just worried about winning. taking me at my word. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Very nice. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a testament to how poor we are, how poor we really know the show. Well, I feel specifically
2: bad because the first question was about Stanley's mother, and he literally just said the name a moment ago,
1: and I've already forgotten it.
0: Well, I definitely got this one right. (laughs) Yeah, so the
1: first question uh, for those playing at home, who is Stanley's mother?
0: Uh, Mrs. Bornack.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That would have been easy. That would have been so good.
1: (laughs) What you put ski?
2: I put Tallulah Bay.
1: Okay, correct answer was Yolanda. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Yolanda drank grain alcohol from a measuring cup, and she lived in a really nice trailer. If that ain't living the dream, I don't know what is.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm going to
1: go ahead and give Alan a half a point for that. <laughs> All right, good deal. Oh, that was good, yeah. You go
2: ahead and right. mark mine as an X there.
1: Uh, that's fine. Uh, who was Stanley's brother?
0: I I said Phil. I could not remember his brother's name. It was his brother in law, so I gave myself credit there.
1: Ski. John
2: DeBaptist.
1: No. It was it was Ted, you know, and he uh, didn't appreciate Dorothy announcing his impotence. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, what did Stanley's brother do for a living?
2: Said baptizer.
1: I said construction. He was a doctor. Oh. Okay. Um extra credit if you well, would have yeah, mentioned he that he owned mini malls. He was rich, yeah. Yeah. He was a doctor and owned mini malls. Uh, what did Stanley do for a living for the majority of his life?
0: Novelty salesman.
2: Yeah, said unsold knickknacks. Yeah, uh, I'll give uh-huh. you both.
1: Who was
0: Stanley's cousin? Oh,
2: again, no recollection. I said Gallagher.
0: I don't know. I, I said lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Who was Stanley's
1: cousin? <laughs> lawyer yes. says Alan. Okay, her, <laughs> na- her name was Magda.
0: Magda. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Magda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah
2: well, as soon as you say it, like yeah. it triggers, but like yeah. on my own. Not
1: at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where was Stanley's cousin from?
0: I said Sweden, but now that you say it's Magda, I think it's like Germany or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It was
1: Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia. Okay. Yeah,
0: okay. I said
2: since it was Gallagher Watermelon. Okay.
0: Well, I was going to give extra credit for correct
1: spelling, but that's a moot point. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Uh, who was Stanley's third wife? Uh, I said Catherine.
2: I said Zelda.
1: No, it was Catherine. <laughs> Catherine. And, nice. Yep. And, so and I thought she, she did was a for
2: living princess. <laughs>
1: Um, I thought she was a nice midpoint between Chrissy and Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was her uh, name again? Catherine. Catherine. Okay. And then, what did Stanley's third wife do for a living?
0: I could not remember what she did. You know, now I do remember. I think she was like a wedding planner or something. But I said, or an event planner maybe. But I said, flight attendant.
1: And that was the second one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I uh, actually didn't yeah, that,
0: I know. But, but cosmetic sales. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, who was Stanley's second wife?
0: I couldn't remember her name. I said Wendy because I knew she was a flight attendant.
2: Yeah. I said Pac-Man. Uh, and she ate dots for a living.
1: It was, it was Chrissy.
0: Chrissy. And for some reason called Stanley
1: Stickman. Mm. And yes, she was a stewardess for a living. Uh, so you had that, Alan?
0: Yes, I did have that one, yeah.
2: That one I probably could have remembered, actually, because yeah. that's how, like, when he broke up with, not broke up, with with him and Dorothy. Right. Separated.
1: Uh, who was Stanley's first wife? Dorothy. Dorothy, I got yep. that one. That was a traditional shotgun wedding. Uh, who was Stanley's son? Michael.
2: Michael, I got yep. that one.
1: Uh, what does Stanley's son do for a living?
2: Musician.
1: Yep, I got that one too. Yep. Uh, extra credit for mentioning the Boston Philharmonic. Oh. Did I, not. No. Uh, who was Stanley's daughter-in-law?
2: didn't remember her name, but... Uh, was, uh, Yolanda came to mind again, but that's not it.
0: I went with Janet. Uh, it was Lorraine. Lorraine, Lorraine. okay. Yep.
2: I said Sharon Tate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what does Stanley's daughter-in-law do for a living? I said teacher, but I couldn't remember.
2: I said movie stuff.
0: Uh, she was a singer. Oh, that's right, yeah. And that makes sense too, to me being a musician. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh,
1: who was Stanley's grandson?
0: This is where I start feeling bad about myself with this. Yeah. I, I could not remember I said Richard.
1: I said baby. It was Robbie.
0: Robbie. At least I have the first letter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who was Stanley's daughter?
0: I said Rebecca because that was the name that was just stuck in my head. Uh. I couldn't get past <laughs> Rebecca, even though I know it's the wrong golden daughter. Also, baby. Kate.
2: Kate. Oh. Actually, that one doesn't come to mind. Mm -hmm.
1: Where were Stanley's daughter conceived? Car?
2: I said car as well.
0: Studebaker, I think, to be exact.
1: Yes. Yep, back of a Chevy Studebaker. you get extra
2: credit for that
1: one? Well, you get extra credit for mentioning Dorothy being asleep or that Stanley said that he was shipping off to Korea. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh,
0: Who was Stanley's son-in-law? remember this at all. I just said Jack.
2: I said hobo on a train.
0: Dennis. <laughs> Dennis, okay.
1: And what did Stanley's son-in-law do for a living?
0: I, I said sales.
2: I said also hobo on a train because that would have been its own profession. <laughs>
1: no, right. He was a podiatrist. Oh, ah, okay. And I'd have given extra credit for philanderer. Ah.
2: <laughs> five. Five solid points.
0: I think I had seven and a half. You did. I feel, I feel a little better about that. <laughs> For the most part, like I don't mind. There's some of them where I'm like, okay, this is a one episode thing, never mentioned again. Yeah. The one, the only one that I really felt like kind of bad about was not remembering Kate's name. Yeah. Yeah,
2: well Ted too. I thought Ted was kind of memorable. I feel yeah. I should remember that one.
0: McLean
1: Stevenson.
2: But that was fun nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah I definitely.
2: At, at first, I almost left them blank because, like, I don't know these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm going to fill all of this in. Mm-hmm. Out of
0: your think, three segments, I think that was my favorite. It was
2: definitely my favorite as
0: well.
1: well. I misremembered. I actually have a fourth segment coming oh, up. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> Do we need to
2: keep our pencils?
1: No, no. It's just one where I monologue. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the listener's favorite part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. All right, so the next set of scenes can uh, continue in the kitchen. Sophia asks Stan if he's haunting her, and Stan says he's not They used up their ghost budget during the Christmas episode. Right. (laughs) Uh, Stan tells Sofia that he's alive and that he's about to flee to Madrid. He tells her that his kids are accomplices and in a month she's to bring in Dorothy on the scheme. Sofia is not on board with this plan, which is ironic considering her own casual attitude towards crime and evading punishment.
2: True. Now, on one side though, like, I think his kids are at least uh, relieved of uh, testifying against their father here in the States. I have no idea what Spain's policy is on... uh, Testify against your parents. Oh,
1: America, you can't testify against your parents? You,
2: you can't be made
1: to. Oh, really? I oh, yeah. thought it was just like spouses.
0: Yeah, that's what I, I thought, thought, too. I
2: thought it was kids as well, I
1: thought. I think you need to, uh, you know, consult an attorney before you bring in your daughter as an accomplice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Nor do I know of uh, Spain's extradition. Yeah.
1: Laws. I live my life on the straight and narrow, so I don't need to know.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, we transition to the lobby. Uh, we find Chewy and Roland running through their bachelor party inventory with a lady whose hair is both too red and too big. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what she needs to tone down, the
0: color or the size, but it's just all too much. Now She was wearing a trench coat, but did you feel like... Well, her outfit, even for the Golden Girls, like, that seems a little racy. It did. Mm-hmm. it did. I mean, I'm sure that, I wonder this if they had the outfit. <laughs> That's true. Uh, this ain't your father's all Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah. I did wonder, if,
1: like. Golden the, Girls after dark.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it made me think, like, did they throw the trench coat on? It's like, oh, you know what? The costume department really went a little skimpy on this. Yeah. <laughs> I <mean> to,
1: Standard <laughs> practices was like, you need to. <laughs> yeah,
0: tone that down a
1: little. But, yeah. Exactly. Like, I
2: don't think they even uh, had any. Uh, outfits out skimpy when mm-hmm. the Goldens were arrested uh, in the brothel, were they? Oh,
1: not sure. But fun fact that uh, trench coat belonged to Kent Spornak. Excellent. <laughs> I just made that up. Yeah, I figured you did.
0: <laughs> still fun. It. Still a fun fact, nonetheless. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, so, do, 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 do. All right. So Bambi heads into the kitchen uh, just as a large group of bank tellers show up. Apparently, the Golden Palace is holding a bachelorette party, and since Roland and Chewie don't know how to satisfy women, they're at a
3: loss. (laughs) Uh,
1: They offer up Parcheesi and Fruit Punch, but the bachelorette party counters with Jim Beam and the Rolling Stones. Considering the Rolling Stones were still 15 months away from releasing their third greatest album of all time, Voodoo Lounge, we have to assume these ladies were looking to hear the older material. Because they sure as shit weren't there to hear the Stones' most recent album, Steel Wheels.
0: Oh, God damn it, you're right about that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Chewy and Roland leave the ladies alone so they can regroup. It's decided that Roland is gonna get in the cake. And honestly, that's probably the best option. I don't know what these ladies are into, but I do think that Don Cheadle circa 1993 is the
0: safer bet. Yeah, I would say so too. I mean he's pretty spelt. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Chewy looks a little chewier. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: That Chewy got a punch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got, got some lumps to him. Yeah. Um
2: lovely Chewy lumps.
1: Yeah. I want to say that uh uh lump by presidents of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that was like number six on the Billboard charts thirty years ago this week.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Interesting.
1: The the week that we're recording, so not why the week you that you're going to that term up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's still fresh in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh,
2: thirty years today. Yeah.
1: Go <laughs> figure. Right. Uh so we cut to the church and the large turnout for Stanley's funeral. Sophia says you'll never go wrong giving the people what they want. Which is what Roland should have said when it was decided he'd be in the cake.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, we see that Father Salerno uh, will be presiding over the funeral, and then learn that Stanley has recorded a video prior to his death. If I were in the congregation, I'd be afraid Stanley had recorded a video of his death.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am glad they re, uh, repurposed the uh, the preacher.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Father Salerno, Earl Bowen himself, gives a funny shout of lights, mm-hmm. and then hits play on the VCR. Um, Ghost Dan makes an appearance on the screen, uh, thanking everyone for showing up. It would have been nice if he'd have made an excuse as to why his kids couldn't
0: bother to make an appearance, but whatever. At, at his funeral, <laughs> yeah. Or, 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 yeah. I
2: <laughs> yeah. think, you know, a lot but, of questions. Are, yeah, I, think, I guess if they weren't going to the uh, to Dorothy's wedding, yeah, like, like on <laughs> yeah, the Dad's true. funeral,
1: like I get like if the kids were going to be there, then I could see Dorothy showing up to console them. Yeah. But if the kids aren't making an appearance, I don't think Dorothy's obligated to show up.
2: Yeah, but uh, it just seems like she would under real circumstances. I don't know. I mean, if there weren't budgetary constraints for the show. Yeah, I think Dorothy as a person probably would have shown up for yeah her husband of what forty years.
1: Yeah, yeah, thirty eight. Yeah. Uh, So Stanley then starts to read a poem that he's written for the occasion, but before he can get to the second couplet, the tape gets snowy and we start to see the opening credits for the International Bikini Fest. Uh, When Father Salerno realizes what's happening, he again starts shouting lights and proceeds to turn off the VCR. I wonder if his reaction would have been delayed if it had been the International Ultra Boy Fest.
2: Mm. (laughs) I'm certain so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Can I I make a statement? Absolutely. I like to think that Stan... Being the lazy ish guy that he is, he <laughs> Did started the, uh, the, the poem, right? Uh-huh. And like, I don't have anything else. And then he mm-hmm. recorded the uh, bikini contest on top yeah. just so we could have a logical end.
1: I think you give him too much credit for being a mastermind. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think he also wanted to watch the show, but yeah. then it just was convenient. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, for those listeners who are curious about who won the 1983 International Bikini Fest, well, I cannot help you. <laughs> but I can point out that the 1993 Miss Coconut's Bikini Contest is available on the YouTube. And if you've got 51 minutes to spare, you might find the answers you seek there.
0: So did you find the 51 minutes to spare? I did. That, <laughs> oh, okay. that was not a rabbit hole I wanted to go down. I, I, you
1: I saw the run again. time and I was like, well, I'm good. <laughs>
0: you could have skipped like...
2: 50
1: and found out. <laughs> I just don't want the algorithm to yeah, think sure that that's who sure. I am.
0: Yeah, yeah. I hate it when like I accidentally click on a video mm-hmm. or something like that, and then all of a sudden I start getting all these yeah. things. I'm Gosh, like, I do not want yeah. any of this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Have you guys seen the uh, the trailer for the new Madam Web? Yes. No, I haven't. Um, I saw a yeah. It. yeah.
0: Have you? No, I haven't um, seen it. Yet. So you said that. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just getting it for the record. Actually, I just wanted to rub it in. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: exactly. Does it look good? Yeah, uh, it looks like something I would watch. Oh, okay. I've you got know.
2: mixed emotions on it, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I I've been fairly impressed with a lot of the uh, Sony mm-hmm. you know, movies that came out. I,
1: I've not disliked any of them. Okay. I didn't
2: I didn't see the what was the vampire one? I can't uh, uh, Morbius. Morbius, yeah. Morbius. I, yeah. I did not see Morbius. Yeah. Nor have I watched uh, Carnage. I haven't seen. So very you've seen yet.
0: one
1: of the three.
2: <laughs> I thought there's been more than that.
0: I mean, unless though. you're talking I about the not. pre, you know, like the <laughs> well, Andrew Garfield yeah, and be Spider-Man all these, movies, be all and...
2: the other so, uh, Spider-Mans, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess.
0: Well. Oh, okay. Fair. So you like the you like the pre MCU spider mans great,
2: great, and the uh, first I Added there, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly.
0: <laughs>
2: I like the one that I've seen. It was okay.
1: Long story short, uh, so I was, um, I was having a conversation, and I mentioned it. And basically what I'd said out loud and was, I guess, recorded by my phone was the fact that, um, so Sydney Sweeney is in the new Madam Web okay. movie or whatever. And like her character wears glasses. And I was like, I don't know if they threw her in glasses to make her homely, but they just threw her in my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> was um, she was the girl. She was in White Lotus season one. And I think she was in that new romantic comedy about something. She's an attractive lady, you know. And she's 27, so... No, no, no. no. <laughs> so she's she's 27, which is just horrendously young, but it's not creepily young, mm. you know. But long story short, because I'd said something complimentary about her appearance, the damn algorithm throws. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> not every news. Sydney Sweeney thing. <laughs> exactly. Shows up in my feed. <laughs> like, Here's what you want, dirty old man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but with the glasses, it uh, does it for you, huh?
1: I'm just saying, like, I guess they threw glasses on her to make her seem like a plain Jane kind of girl. It's, it's it did futile, not accomplish. Exactly.
2: I that? As saying, as if they said uh, Gal Gadot, they put her in an ugly trench coat and say, oh, look, see this, and she's still beautiful. Correct.
1: <laughs> two for two with your contributions. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I just felt I was speechless after his <laughs> description there. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, so the way they do other things to try to tone down the someone's exact appearance.
1: Same, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Blanche isn't too surprised that Stanley <laughs> recorded over his own funeral, but Father Salerno seems flummoxed. Uh, but he bounced back. <laughs> it's a, just turning into ski as this thing goes on. That's why I can't do another one. Um, I
0: just thought that's where it ended, but he bounced back. Yeah. Stay golden, Coke. <laughs> <laughs> he, he
1: bounces back and invites the mourners to say a few words. Uh, Blanche goes first, and as part of her closing, uh, she amused me by saying, um, God needed a whoopee cushion laugh, and he got it by squeezing <laughs> the air out of Stan. <laughs> uh, Father Slerno starts to read Stan's epitaph. Sophia's finally had enough and starts to object. Father Slerno turns to the good book, which, despite Reverend Lovejoy's assurances, doesn't always have all the answers. Sophia starts to make a scene and tries to topple the casket. Uh, we cut from Sophia trying to show everyone a stiff, showing everyone a stiff to Roland trying to hide one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just butchering this thing. I don't have my table in front of me. Just ah. throwing <laughs> you're
0: uh, you're almost done. Yeah, uh, Chewy
1: and Bambi <laughs> critique his performance, and overall, he sounds like he's earned a seven or so slices of cheesecake. Uh, Roland returns to the kitchen and discusses his experience on the stage. In a moment of clarity, he realizes that women are people too. <laughs> Hopefully, this is a character <laughs> development that the writers will carry on throughout the
0: rest of the series. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah, I thought. Can uh,
1: commit to that?
0: <laughs> I don't think there's any way, uh, and I guess you know, I want I want to speak for you know any people who might be watching, you know, Roland do a strip bit a strip show, but I don't think there's any way that someone could enjoy watching someone crying on stage. Exactly. TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like anything, that'd be a sexualized type thing. I just feel yeah. like that would completely ruin any. Yeah. You know, yeah. any aspect of it. unless Apparently you are a cold sociopath. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. hell yeah. Cry harder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, tell me about your dead dog. Like here, take a dollar and please just leave. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, anything else to mention for that little
0: section? So. No, I thought it was it was solid though. Mm-hmm. I mean, saw okay. a little section of the episode.
1: All right, so this week we're going to debut a new feature okay. uh, that we're calling Bowen in the USA. <laughs> we're just going to take a moment to appreciate Earl Bowen and what he brought to the series.
0: Oh, I'm I sure I'm glad that you enunciated that Bowen well, because I was afraid this was going to be a whole different direction that Brent hasn't gone before.
1: <laughs> How did you think it was going to go? I don't
0: know, Bowen in the USA. I was afraid no, that it's Bowen. so close. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: so before joining the Golden Girls, Earl appeared with uh, Betty... Earl appeared with Betty's Mary Tyler Morsh co-star, Ed Asner, on the Lou Grant spinoff, and with Betty and Rue on four episodes of Mama's Family. Earl first crossed paths with Susan Harris on Soap before appearing on Benson and 12 episodes of It's a Living. Uh, we first met Earl on The Golden Girls back in Season 6, Episode 12, Tide's Revenge. Earl was on hand to help eulogize the dearly departed Phil. He had some good moments, but, let's be honest, when Sophia's quipping, My baby's dead... Everyone else is gunning for second funniest. (laughs) (laughs) Earl Earl returned in Season 7, Episode 23. Uh, One flew out of the cuckoo's nest. In that one, he was there to marry Dorothy off to Lucas. That episode wasn't as funny as his first, but when you sideline Big Sally, you pay the price. (laughs) This week, we're seeing his third and final appearance on The Golden Girls, but outside of these three appearances, Earl popped up elsewhere in The Golden Girls television universe. He was on two episodes of Empty Nest, as well as a very special elf. If you'd like to learn more about Earl Bowen and his filmography, please PayPal $37 to <laughs> Sophia's Choice Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Within four to six weeks, we'll send you a PDF of his IMDb page. For an extra $5, we'll throw in the recipe for a nice vegetarian lasagna that I think girl would have liked.
0: <laughs> Based on absolutely no evidence. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, uh, I find could all, We
2: could also have uh, some uh, stickers.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> a stack of them.
0: No, because
2: we're going to be emailing them. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I
0: thought you said you'd mail them. We yeah. can email you the PDF file so you can print out your own stickers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. You can print off his filmography from IMDb and <laughs> <add> a sticker.
0: <laughs> How so. shocked would you be? Would it would it make you If we had a, a lot influx, of people. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a huge influx of people paying the third. They were just like we were just have been waiting for something that exactly. we could get by from you guys. <laughs> exactly. And so this is what we're doing and all of a sudden, you know, we were flush with cash and be like, you know what? Maybe we do need to continue this podcast for a while longer. <laughs> exactly. We just yeah, haven't been monetizing it. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I'd have asked Alan for our email address years ago. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> a few hundred episodes later, that there's another hit. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> uh, so anyways, that's why I asked for the email address a couple months back. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was
0: writing this one up. Very nice. So,
1: anyways, anything to mention about Bowen in the USA?
0: No, solid, solid enough segment.
1: Thank you. I, still, I
2: hope it's wildly successful. And I'm out of here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as far as new features go. Uh, okay. All right, so the final bundle of scenes start off in the dining room. Uh, we learn that uh, Stanley's will included a blurb about all of his assets going to some bozo in Madrid. Hopefully, whoever this guy is, he'll let Stan crash on his couch when he shows up.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Sophia once again tells Blanche and Rose that Stan's not dead, and then she heads into the kitchen to enjoy a warm beverage. Stan shows up once more to thank Sophia for being a friend. She tells him that she loves him and that she cannot support this latest scheme of his. Stan gives Sophia one final tough titty and then heads out the (laughs) back door. (laughs) Sophia sits alone crying when Blanche and Rose join her in the kitchen for one final, my baby's dead. (laughs) I know, I was like,
2: full circle there.
0: Yeah. A solid recap there, Brent. Thank you. Um, we had five guest actors there. A couple of them, of course, are repeats. Uh, Herb Edelman as uh, Stan. Now, I had this as his first Golden Palace, and then he had done 25 Golden Girls, although I think Brent said there were 24, including this, so I don't know. Somewhere our math is off. but uh, We also had Earl Bowen as the priest, his first Golden Palace, and and as Brent said, he had done two Golden Girls prior to this. Mm-hmm. And then our newbies, uh, we had uh, Abraham Alvarez. He played Herb Jenkins. I could not remember who the fuck Herb Jenkins was in the episode. Um but anyway, he 64 titles for him, his only golden appearance, two episodes of Maud, a couple episodes of Wonder Woman, one Buck Rogers, a bionic woman. He played Twinkie. Oh, Twinkie? Oh, okay. Twinkie, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, <laughs>
1: Buck Rogers, the little robot oh. sidekick, Twinkie. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I gold. thought you were
0: saying in this episode he was Twinkie. No! <laughs> ah, no. I, he was also in 68 episodes of Archie Bunker Place as Jose. Then we had a uh, Catherine McNeil. She played Kimberly, forty-nine titles for her. Her only golden appearance: uh, one episode of Punky Brewster, a few Cheers, a couple Night Courts. Um, she was in a few episodes of uh, Days of Our Fifty-five episodes of Days of Our Lives, and uh, one episode of in Star Trek Voyager as crewman Marik Hinky. Oh. and then we had a uh, Jenna Barlow Goody. She was uh, she played Bambi, oh, ninety-one nice. titles for her. Mostly as an editor, actually. Oh, really? But uh, this is her only golden. She did have appearances in Sledgehammer, The Facts of Life, The Jeffersons, and one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation as Mm -hmm. Ensign Gibson.
2: Nice. I'd like to say she had the same uh, outfit.
0: Yeah, probably so. (laughs) But it was red, so she died. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) That's my only one episode. (laughs) Alan, quick on his feet. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So, Ski, who got your MVP for this episode? I,
2: profess, uh, I, got I gave it to Sophia.
0: Sophia? That's a fair choice.
1: Because she lost another baby.
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> I actually thought that specifically that was a, uh, like I said, a, a round tree there, like where, you know, kind of similar to uh, losing her actual son.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I also gave it to Sophia. I thought she just did a good job. I thought she had the best funny lines and the best dramatic parts overall. Mm-hmm. So, Brent, is it a clean sweeper. Who who did you give it to? Oh, I gave
1: it to Earl Bowen. Oh,
0: okay. I really liked
1: the way he yelled, lights! <laughs> <laughs> and then just sort of like his flop sweat when he couldn't find the answers on the Bible. Fair <laughs> you know? enough. And just, I didn't mention it in my recap, but just, you know, sitting there enjoying some popcorn, watching the bikini contest. Oh, yeah, I
0: forgot that was. The during movie. the closing uh, yeah. credits. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ski, uh, how many slices of cheesecake?
1: 6.5. Oh,
2: you're Actually, a fan of this one. I, I kind of did like, I think... Uh, Maybe partly because of the uh, mm-hmm. closing line from Sophia. <laughs> I liked it. But uh, I thought it was, uh, it paid tribute to Stan in a way that kind of uh, definitely honored his character. <laughs> that's true. Freaking away, kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming he'll do well in life after this, but that's just kind of his M.O.
1: Don't you think he's a little late to be starting over from scratch? I mean, I guess not. 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 He's, he's willed his money to
0: himself. Yeah. Right. That's true, and it's Stan. Stan. He has no problem pulling, you know, so he'll be fine. I, I, I don't know, but $1.5 in Spain probably lasts a lot longer. Well, yeah, yeah. but I, I'm just saying that, like, he's not young to retire. Be- I'm just saying that, uh, so you are saying he was young to stop working. Okay, never mind. I was thinking, like, young to settle down or something. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. But, yes, uh, he'd probably be fine in Spain with his $1.5 million. Yeah. And now, then nothing, what, he'll leave his children.
2: One thing that I thought was maybe a little bit of the opposite of that is, like, during a lot of the... Uh, at least the last few seasons, they seemed to have, like, a redemption arc yeah. where he was bettering himself. And not that I think that he, you know, slinking away made him a really bad person because, you know... Well,
1: I mean, if he stopped paying taxes, did he really better himself?
2: Yeah, and see, like, I think it maybe backpedaled on some of it. He's doing the long term Character redemption,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about every way his character redemption went in the wrong direction in this episode (laughs) because not only did he, you know, not only is there the tax cheating, but then just the fact, too, that he's abandoning everybody who he cares about, you know, so that he can avoid going to jail, let's be honest, for a tax crime. You know, you pay the penalties and whatnot. You know, rich guy, he's probably not going to be doing that much hard time. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's not like he'd be going up for, you know, right. 20 years in Sing Sing. I mean, he's yeah. a, probably like a year <laughs> in a minimum security prison and then have to pay a bunch of fines. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but Put all
2: that money, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, that is honestly where a lot of those guys think. Um, so, Brent, how many slices for you on this one? Like three and a half. Three and a half? Like
1: if they'd have legit killed Stan, then maybe I'd have been on board with it. But like you, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: but like you said, it's just—I don't know—just a
0: ending for a garbage person. Yeah, you know? yeah, and mediocre ending for a garbage person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know,
1: and well, obviously, like, and when, as we know, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I mean, Michael also abandoned his wife and kid. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. So you kind of wonder. It's like, okay, in current 2024, is Michael
0: fleeing to Madrid? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> And and hopes that his dad had some money left behind. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> he didn't know he was there, so yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I liked the episode overall. I thought it was and the stronger side of their episodes oh you know, in general. So I gave oh. it a six. Okay. Uh, I was glad to see Stan gone for good, even though we only have two episodes of the <laughs> series left. <laughs> but still. Um, I thought it was it, an all right episode.
1: If there'd have been a season nine, do you think they'd have brought it back and explained it that Oh, we settled up or pennies prob- on the dollar or whatever?
0: Yeah, probably so. If they felt like they had a storyline they could have used them again, I'm yeah. sure that somehow or another Stan would have been back in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not, not a terrible episode. Not a, I mean, I gave it a six. Like I said, I thought it was a decent episode. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call it one of the best of the season, but yeah. I'm, you know enjoyed watching it yeah yeah exactly i didn't think it was a colossal waste of time
1: unlike this podcast
0: (laughs) 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 all right well anything else to add before we close this one out no i'm good thank you though all right well to happiness to life to us stay golden coco hey thanks so much for downloading today if you enjoyed that opening you should definitely check out ashley jade on youtube she has a bunch of awesome compositions on there if you want to get in touch, you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.